1: Gerald's Cat, the super-delicious cereal presents The Adventures of
2: Superman.
0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
2: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet Who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men Superman, defender of law and order Champion of equal rights Valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice Today, as we begin a brand new adventure for the Man of Steel Jimmy Olsen has just had a most unusual invitation We'll learn more about it in a moment But right now, gang, let's hear what Dan McCullough has to say
1: You know, uh, the other day, I heard a girl and a fellow arguing over which is the best-looking comic button in the series Kellogg's Pep is putting out. Now, she voted for Superman, said he's the most handsome, but he held out for Smokey Stover because he's the funniest. Then I put in my two cents worth for that tough little mug, Kale. And you know what we decided? Well, we decided that there just isn't any best-looking comic button because all 18 of them are different types, and you can't very well compare them. And we decided that it's going to be a grand day when a fellow or girl can sport the whole series on a jacket or a dress or cap. What's more, we all agreed that it's loads of fun collecting these pep comic buttons, seeing who can get the most buttons the soonest and swapping duplicates with your pals. It'd be a doggone shame to miss that fun. So, gang, better remind Mom to get you some more of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, because that's the only way you can get these comic buttons. You can't buy them anywhere... And you don't have to send in any money, not even a box top. They come only as exclusive prizes in packages of P-E-P-Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman.
2: When Poco, editor Perry White's curious little cook who speaks only in rhyme, called Jimmy Olsen at the Daily Planet and invited him to take a trip to the moon, Jimmy thought the roly-poly rhymester was either kidding or crazy. But evidently, Poco is neither. He has arranged to meet Jimmy at the secret laboratory of Professor Twiddle, inventor of the radar rocket. As we join Jimmy now, he is walking through the huge city room and has just stopped to look in at Clark Kent's office.
3: Hi, Mr. Kent. Oh, hi, Jim. Come on in. Thanks. Say, uh, Mr. Kent, Hmm? do you know how far the moon is? You mean from the Earth? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Well, the distance varies, Jim, but... It's approximately a quarter of a million
3: miles. A quarter of a million miles?
0: Well, that's not very far.
3: Are you kidding?
0: Well, now look, Venus is 26 million miles from the Earth, and Mars is 35.
3: Gosh.
0: And the moon is not made of green cheese, in case you're interested. And, and it doesn't have any man in it.
3: Well, how do you know?
0: <laughs> as far as that goes, nobody really knows, I don't suppose, but scientists are pretty sure the moon has no inhabitants. Well, it couldn't have. Why not? It hasn't any moisture, Jim. Even flowers need moisture to live. Not only that, but the uh, temperatures on the moon are brutal. During the day, the thermometer hits 260 degrees, and during the night, it drops to 240 degrees below zero. That's pretty cold.
3: Yeah, it sure is.
0: You're not uh, thinking of a trip to the moon, are you, Jim?
3: Oh, me? Why... Gosh, no.
0: Don't look so shocked. Ever since the Army Signal Corps made radar contact with the moon a few weeks ago, every crackpot in the world is flying to the moon.
3: You you think they're all crackpots?
0: Oh, of course.
3: Uh-huh. Well, i got to be going. Thanks a lot, Mr. King. Okay. I'll see you later. Come so on, Jim.
0: Uh, if you decide to go to the moon, uh, be sure to pick a nice, comfortable moonbeam.
2: <laughs> Leaving the Daily Planet building... Jimmy takes a cab to the address given him by Poco over the phone. It's a three-story brownstone building in what was once a fashionable section of the city. Mounting the steps, Jimmy is about to ring the bell when the door opens and Poco motions him inside. A moment later, they are together in what resembles a living room. Poco is quivering with excitement.
3: Oh, James, my friend, I'm so glad you're here. Each minute of waiting was like a year. If you hadn't come, I'd have been in the middle with Gloomy Gus and Professor Triddell. Now, wait a minute, Polko. Before we get into this, I want you to know I think it's a lot of horse feathers. I just had a talk with Mr. Kent, and he says... Oh, holy Jupiter. What have you done? You shouldn't have spoken to anyone. Now relax. All I did was ask Mr. Kent some questions about the moon, how far away it was, and things like that. He happened to mention that a lot of crackpots were talking about flying to the moon ever since the Army Signal Corps contacted it by radar. So, this Professor Twiddle of yours must be a crackpot, too. Oh, he is, is he? Uh, huh? I said he is, is he? Oh, well, sure he's <laughs> a crackpot if he thinks he can fly to the moon. Well, who are you? I, my young friend, am Professor Twiddle. What? Well, oh. Uh, hello. Oh, bubble, bubble. I smell trouble. So, I'm a crackpot, am I? Professor Timothy T. Twiddle, A, B, M, A, Ph, LLD is a crackpot. And pray tell, what are you? Clark, I'm a newspaper reporter. Oh, so you're the young man Poco was telling me about. No, James is his first name, Professor Twiddle. His last name's Olson. He has no middle. James Olson, eh? And you think I'm a crackpot? Oh, it, it's not me, sir. It, it's Clark Kent. Oh, chimney creeker. We're getting deeper. Clark Kent, who is he? Well, he he's a reporter on the Daily Planet. Oh, another newspaper reporter, eh? Perhaps you could tell me why Mr. Park Bench calls me a crackpot. Well, his name is Clark Kent. A fig for his name. Why did he call me a crackpot? Oh, well, he, he didn't call you a crackpot. You just said he did. I did not. You did so. I did not. All I said was that Mr. Kent said anyone who tried to fly to the moon was a crackpot. Really? Which side of the moon? There are two sides, you know. Are there? Are there? Are there? Of course there are. Everything has at least two sides. Even Polko knows that. Don't you, Poco? Oh, yes, I, I guess. Well, does it matter which side you fly to? Of course it matters. Why? Because one side we know about. The other side we don't. And and which side are you going to fly to? The other side, of course. The side we don't know about. Anybody would be a crackpot to fly to the side we know about because there's nothing there. Absolutely nothing. Oh, well, that's what Mr. Kent said. He said it had no moisture and he said nobody could live on the moon. But he didn't say anything about sides. Ah-ha. Uh-huh. That's the trouble That's the big trouble We only see one side of the moon Because the moon revolves on its axis In exactly the time it takes for it to circle the Earth So it always presents the same side to an Earthly observer Uh, Do you understand? Uh, No Do you understand, Poco? Oh, no, it's much too deep for me I never studied geometry. But we'll take your word for it, Professor. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, now, where were we? The other side of the moon. Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, that's where we're going in my radar rocket. To the unknown side of the moon. Well, are we ready to leave? Well, ready to leave? You mean... You mean you're going now? And why not? Well, gosh, I can't go to the moon just like that. I'd have to get an okay from Mr. White, and I'd have to tell my mother and get my toothbrush Fid- it Fiddlesticks, and... fiddlesticks. We'll be back by suppertime. time. Bye. By supper time. But, of course, you don't think I intend tootling around in space forever, do you? But, but the moon's a quarter of a million miles away. My radar rocket travels at the rate of 5,000 miles a minute. Now, how fast is that by the hour? By the hour? Well, let's see. 60 minutes in an hour. A brilliant observation. 60 times 5,000 would be, would be. Leaping lizards. 300,000 miles an hour. Exactly. Which means, of course, that we can travel to the moon and back in one hour, 43 minutes, and 12 seconds. Oh, this guy's crazy as a loon. What did you say? Uh, I said you... uh, you can't be lazy on the moon. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. But never mind. The radar rocket is ready to be launched. We leave in five minutes. Five minutes? Oh, gosh, can't I even call my mother? No, no, a thousand times no. We must maintain complete secrecy. I have powerful enemies. Foul, unscrupulous men... Who would move heaven and earth to prevent my reaching the moon? Make up your mind, young man. Are you going with us? Yes or no? Oh, why... Well, I... I...
2: Bewildered, Jimmy's eyes shift from Poco to Professor Twiddle. He's almost convinced the little eccentric scientist isn't all there. And yet something tells him there's more to this than appears on the surface. Strangely enough, Jimmy is right. And we'll return in just a moment to find out how right. But first, here again is
1: your announcer. Gang, I suppose you can't actually taste sunshine, but just the same, it seems to add a more cheerful flavor to breakfast these wintry mornings. But for sunny gold and toasted goodness any day in the week, Kellogg's Pep is a winner. Why, Pep is so crisp and fresh, so full up with that delicate sunny flavor that, well, you hardly want to stop eating. Pep ties up with old man's Sun when it comes to nutrition, too, because your breakfast bowl full of Kellogg's Pep gives you your daily minimum need of sunshine vitamin D. Mom will tell you that's mighty important. And, of course, you know how important it is to you to get those exciting comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out. You wouldn't want to miss out on a single one. There are 18 different buttons in the series, like Moon Mullins and Orphan Annie and Superman himself. They're all done up in full comic strip colors, so they really show up when you wear them pinned on your jacket or your dresser cap. How about asking Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pep when she's shopping tomorrow? That's the only way you can get these comic buttons, you know. You can't buy them, and you don't send in any money, not even a box top. They come only in packages of P-E-P-Pep, made by Kellogg's, the greatest name in cereals. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Finally
2: consenting to attempt a trip to the moon in a radar rocket, Jimmy, with Poco at his heels, was led up three flights of stairs by Professor Twiddle and ushered into a room on the top floor of the house. In the center of the room on a raised platform is the radar rocket, built like a huge cigar with a plexiglass nose and what looks like an aluminum body. At the far end of the room, a man is seated at a control board mounted with dozens of mysterious knobs and dials. He looks up as Professor Twiddle approaches him, and the expression on his face is one of deep gloom. Jimmy nudges Poco. Poco,
3: who's he? Oh, Professor Twiddle's radar man. Did you ever see such a gloomy pair? Well, Gus, is everything ready for the lunch?
2: Everything's ready, but you'll never get to the moon. Oh,
3: come now, come now.
2: Something's bound to happen. It
3: always does. Little stick, what's he mean, Poco? Oh, he always makes this kind of a fuss. That's why they call him Gloomy Gus. Well, young man, there it is. How do you like it? Well, how do I like what? The radar rocket, of course. Well, I think it's very nice. Since well, you're a newspaper reporter, you'll undoubtedly wish to write a world-shattering story about our trip to the moon. So I think I'd better give you some idea of how it works.
2: You mean if it works.
3: <laughs> don't pay any attention to Gus. He's just gloomy by nature.
2: Anyone who takes off in that thing is crazy. Quiet,
3: Gus, quiet. Now, as I was saying, I'd better give you some idea of how the radar rocket works. Well, if you don't mind, Professor. Oh, I don't mind at all. No, I mean... Think I... nothing of it pay close attention. The instrument panel at which Gus is seated is the radar beam control board. You got that? In a few short moments, Gus will direct the radar beam at the moon. We shall then enter the rocket, press the impulse button, and ride that radar beam through space at the incredible speed of 5,000 miles a minute. Wait, you, mean, you mean he doesn't go with us? Gus? Certainly not. Certainly not. He controls the radar beam from the control board.
2: I wouldn't ride in that thing for
3: a million dollars. <laughs> Funny, isn't he? Start the beam going, Gus. Now, we open the door of the rocket and step inside. Oh, not me. What was that? Uh, I said not me. I'm not going. What do you mean? I changed my mind. I, I don't want to fly to the moon. It's too late, young man. Too, too late? Yes, too late, too late. Now that you've seen the rocket, you must go along. I can't leave you behind or reveal my secret to the world. Oh, I promise. I won't say a word to anyone. Step inside. But, Professor, I... Step inside, young man. Do as I say. Gee. Gee whiz.
2: Fearfully, with the strange, eerie hum of the radar machine building up behind him, Jimmy steps into the curious rocket, followed by Popo and then Professor Twiddle. The metal door closes. Two bolts slide into place. And then for a moment, all is deadly silence. What will happen next? What can happen? You'd be surprised. So, if surprises are what you like, don't fail to hear Monday's episode in this strange adventure in space. Every minute of it is tense and exciting, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman.
1: Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman D.C. publications. Say, gang, here's some razzle-dazzle news to flash to mom. Kellogg's Variety is back. So now everybody at the breakfast table can have the Kellogg cereal he likes best. Because Kellogg's Variety is that grand variety carton holding ten generous packages of six favorite Kellogg cereals. Are they delicious! And does Kellogg's Variety make breakfast fun? Why, it's better than a grab bag because you get what you really want. Today, ask Mom to get Kellogg's Variety, the package that makes breakfast a picnic. And be sure to be with us on Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.